Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we start the show, it should be noted that the host of this podcast tends to get a little bit enthusiastic about the subject matter. That's why we suggest that you don't have your volume levels too high. The host provides enough volume as it is. With that being said, listener protection is advised. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Robotech The McKinney Project, a celebration of the Robotech novels written by Brian Daly and James Lucino, with your host, JT. JT here with you for this, the world premiere of Robotech, the McKinney Project. Our executive producer is McJ. Our official website, www.robotechnovels.com, where you'll find the show notes for this and every episode of the podcast, plus all the latest and greatest information regarding the show. You can send us some email love. Our address is robotechnovels at gmail.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. Check out the official website for all the link details so you can subscribe and be a part of Robotech, the McKinney Project. Now, before we get into this, before we start anything, before we kick it up a few notches into the stratosphere, into the ionosphere, before we turn it up and begin the best damn Robotech celebration of all time, I need to take a moment for a few words of welcome. To those of you that have followed me since the Protoculture Times podcast, yeah, I said it would be a 15-minute break, and it turned out to be more than two years. Things happened, I got busy, but I have absolutely valid reasons for my absence. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My trucks didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God! So there you go. If it's good enough for John Belushi, rest in peace, it's good enough for JT. But in all seriousness, guys and girls, those of you that have been with me since 2009, wow, almost four years, thank you so much for joining me on this new Robotech journey I take. For me, honestly, it's coming home. Home is where the heart is, and podcasting is definitely one of those places where my heart is at, especially Robotech podcasting, and you'll get my best because you deserve no less, and I give you my word. I'm here to give you the best damn Robotech experience there ever was. Why? Because JT's back, baby, no doubt about it. Now, to those of you that are listening to me for the very first time, you know, probably wondering, this guy's so excited, so pumped up, who is he? Well, my name's John known in the Robotech circles as JT. 
along with some other colorful names, but that's another story for another day. And I'm a fan of the animated series known as Robotech. I've been a fan of it since its debut in 1985, so that puts me into a higher age bracket, but as I've always said, you're only as young as you feel, you're only as young as you live, and you're definitely only as young as you love. I was so much a fan of Robotech that in the fall of 2009, I embarked on a very unique journey through the art of podcasting, and it was called the Protoculture Times Podcast. One fan's journey into re-exploring and celebrating the science fiction franchise known as Robotech. Wow, it's been more than two years since I've uttered that introduction because what you just heard is how I began every episode and that just brings back a flood of memories. What started out as a five-episode self-commitment, I said, five episodes and I'm good. Well, it turned out, it, it turned into something that I never imagined, never could have dreamed. We had 25 regular episodes and almost 60 mini-episodes. We talked about Robotech, we talked about science fiction, we had tournaments, we had fan polls. I got to meet Robotech fans from all over this world, and it's incredible how this big planet that we live on becomes that much smaller because of a common bond, and it was this animated series. And I'm happy to say that Many people that I got to meet through this are dear friends unto this day. Uh, beyond that, I also got to meet some of the people involved in the making of Robotech, some of the voice actors, people involved with the musical part of the series, people that uh, also were involved in the comic writings, the, the writing for the comic books based off of Robotech. I got to talk to people involved in artwork and a part of Part of the show that was very near and dear to my heart was the incredible talent pool of the Robotech fandom. Fan artists, fans that wrote fan fiction for Robotech. It was amazing to see that, and I was honored and privileged to be able to showcase some of that. And it, that was a very special part of the show for me. And, and producing in the pre-production of this particular podcast... I want to say now that the fan talent will have a place here on the show. I think that uh, not to showcase it would be would be a disservice to Robotech because its fans have such incredible talent, and I want to be able to showcase as much and if if not more here on this podcast. So. Fan artists and fan fiction writers, you guys definitely have a place here to showcase your stuff. Uh, when it comes to the Protoculture Times podcast, it was perfect timing too because in 2010, it was Robotech's 25th anniversary and the biggest tagline of the show became, It's anniversary time, baby! Remember, I put a disclaimer at the beginning of this show that the host tends to get a little bit enthusiastic about the subject matter and you shouldn't have your volume levels that high. So if you do, you have no excuse. But no, seriously, I love podcasting, especially uh, doing this about uh, a subject I love, which is Robotech. And when we celebrated the 25th anniversary, it was just an, inc an incredible time, but it was also bittersweet because the show's original producer, Carl Masick, passed away in April of that year. And it was a big shock to the franchise and to the fandom. It hit me pretty hard and... Uh, it was just an incredible loss, especially 
for that such special of a time for Robotech. But I know that Carl would have wanted the celebration to continue, and we did that on the Protoculture Times in his memory. And I know that he's smiling from beyond, knowing that even unto this day, fans all over the world continue celebrating Robotech. The Protoculture Times had almost a two-year run. And in the spring of 2011, I quietly walked away. I didn't even have like a, a last episode. And it was simply because I got the podcast bug out of me. I thought I was done and I was ready to attend to other things in my life, take on new challenges, new dragons to slay. When it comes to the Protoculture Times podcast, there were ups, downs, and in-betweens, good, bad, and yes, ugly moments. But if I had to go back to September of 2009 to do it all over again, with my hand on my heart, I wouldn't change a thing, nor do I have any regrets. And just so that you guys know that on the iTunes page of Robotech The McKinney Project, all the episodes of the Protoculture Times are there. It's a very different show than what I'm doing right now, so if you want to take a listen to it, you are more than welcome to. Now, when I when I basically just, you know, decided to quote unquote retire, I thought I wouldn't podcast again because I felt I got it out of my system, goals were met, dreams were more than fulfilled, and the show was a success. Uh, it, the show was heard worldwide, and that is just a humbling feeling. But you know, podcasting, how can I put it to you guys? It's like, it's like the first time you fall in love. Things may not turn out as they as you plan them, and I can certainly relate to that, but it's an incredible feeling at the same time, and it's something that you never, ever forget. And podcasting is also about opportunities and seizing those same opportunities. And in March of 2013, this year, that opportunity came, and that's where Robotech, the McKinney Project, was born. To people listening to me for the very first time, I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast, on this journey, if you will. I always try to live my life with an attitude of gratitude, and I'm always humbled that people take time out of their mornings, afternoons, or evenings to listen to this crazy kid from Chicago. I'm very honored and privileged for your presence, so you have my thanks forever. And like I said, if you want to hear the classic episodes of the Protoculture Times podcast, they are on iTunes. Very different from what I'm doing now, but they are there for your enjoyment. So now that you know my backstory, I can tell you, my new listeners, that I will give you my best because you deserve no less, and I give you my word. I'm here to give you the best damn Robotech experience there ever was. Why? Because JT is back, baby! So, with that said... Here we go. This is episode zero, which we're going to call pre-launch details. And the purpose of this episode is to give you, the listener, the details of what this podcast will be about, what to expect, what not to expect, a little bit of 101 on the subject matter, and how this podcast is going to be formatted, structured, kind of a bit of an FAQ so that if any questions come up along the way, I can say refer to episode zero. And at the end of the show, I'm going to talk about a topic that no matter how long this podcast lasts, it will be the one and only time that I touch upon it. So stay tuned for that. We've got a bit to discuss here as we prepare for the launch in episode number one. Let's start simple. What is Robotech the McKinney Project? 
in the easiest of terms, a celebration. A celebration of a particular part of the Robotech universe, a part that has endured and created a legacy of its own. Now, I've obviously given that away with the intro of the show and all the promotion that I've been doing for the show everywhere online, so... It's the Robotech novels. This podcast is dedicated to the Robotech novels adapted from the animated series. Published between 1987 and 1996, 21 in all, they chronicle not just the story told in the original show, but go beyond what was seen on television and created an entire different universe for Robotech fans. Now, the novels were penned under the name Jack McKinney. Well, it turns out it was two gentlemen. New York Times bestselling authors Brian Daly and James Lucino. Now, if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, those names might sound familiar to you. Brian Daly authored the best-selling Han Solo trilogy and wrote the scripts for the radio dramatizations for the original Star Wars trilogy for A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Jim Lucino continues to put out bestsellers in the Star Wars franchise, including Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, and his most recent work, Darth Plagueis, which tells the origin story of one apprentice, then ambassador, then chancellor, and ultimately Emperor Palpatine. And it is a great read. I recommend it highly. It is a part of my library, and Jim definitely hit another home run for Star Wars with this book. Now, Brian and Jim, together as Jack McKinney, a name that has an origin of its own, they masterfully translated what you saw on television into prose, and like I said, they created an entire universe separate from the 85 episodes of the animated series. The novels, besides the series itself, are the true one consistent in the Robotech franchise. The novels also have a very special distinction that belongs solely to them. Not even the series can say this. That even after 25 years since their publication, they are the only medium in the entire franchise and in Robotech's history that gives the saga a conclusion of sorts. And I do mean of sorts. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Brian and Jim were really good friends. They took many travels around the world together. Brian Daly sadly passed away in 1996. Brian looked at his existence as a path to the light. And even towards the end, he didn't think of it as goodbye, but more of, I'll be seeing you soon. And this is an excerpt from a letter he wrote to fans and friends before he passed away. It reads, I hold it as an article of faith that there are many paths to the light, and one day we'll get to do the catching up we missed this time around. They're very powerful words, and Brian, I know you're listening to me from that path. I hope this project brings back a lot of memories, and I make you proud. And on www.robotechnovels.com, I will link, I will put a link to Brian Daly's tribute page where you can read the entire letter. It's, they're very powerful words. And, uh, you know, Brian, along with Jim, I, I just really hope that this project uh, brings out the best in the work that you've done. And I'm really excited about doing it. With Jim Lucino, I've had the honor of interviewing him for the Protoculture Times podcast. And it is without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what I do in my podcasting career, it will be my greatest moment. Because that day that I interviewed him, we, we did it via Skype. 
And while I'm asking questions and he's answering them, I'm in my chair dancing, jumping around, totally geeking out that I get to interview one, a New York Times bestselling author, but one of the guys that uh, really was a big part of my Robotech experience. And at some point, I have to have him on the show. Jim is in full knowledge of this project, and I am blessed to have his endorsement. And he recently contacted me via email with this quick message that I'll share with you. Hey, John, you know, somewhere Brian is wearing a big shit-eating grin. That thought alone puts me in your debt. Looking forward to the next installment, Jim. To that, I will say to Jim and to Brian, guys, I am in your debt. This isn't about me coming back to podcasting. It's not about podcasting. Hell, I don't even think it's about Robotech in its core. Robotech the McKinney Project is about respect. It's about legacy. It's about what you two did for Robotech. And to give you two your much-deserved and without a doubt your long overdue shout-out for what you did to, for Robotech's history and for its fans. And to be able to tell the Robotech story in your words because it is such a rich story when put in the novels and it's just, it's been an amazing ride even after 25 years since they've been published. And I give you both my oath that as long as I am physically able, I will see this through to the very end. All 21 novels. I owe you that at least. I owe you much more. The Robotech novels have a very special place in my life. I have a very personal attachment to them. And maybe down the line, I'll share with you the listeners that story. Uh, Robotech, The McKinney Project, is one fan's journey into re-exploring and celebrating the Robotech novels written by Jack McKinney. But, more than anything else, it's one fan's way of saying thank you to Brian Daly and Jim Lucino for all the memories that they've given this fan and for being able to enjoy the Robotech story. And Brian and Jim, I hope to make you proud. Coming up next on this pre-launch details episode, it's time to introduce to some and to reintroduce to others the Robotech universe. Let's first take this 30-second pause and we'll come back with more of Robotech The McKinney Project. Welcome back, guys and girls, to this introduction episode of Robotech, The McKinney Project. Now, without further ado, let's talk some Robotech. Maestro, please. Robotech debuts on American television on March 5th, 1985. It's the combination of three separate, unrelated Japanese animated series. Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mospeda. 
Now, the original plan from series producer Carl Masick was to bring just the Matt Cross series over to the United States. However, due to the 65-episode minimum for television syndication, that wasn't going to be possible as Matt Cross only had 36 episodes. So Carl, through some creative editing and interconnecting the plot lines of all the three shows, particularly through the mention of the character Rick Hunter throughout the entire series, all the shows were combined into one story. And borrowing the name from hobby company Ravel, who were selling a line of models of the mecha from the Macross series, Robotech was born. Now, the base of the Robotech story is Earth and Humanities fight for survival against alien invaders searching for a mysterious power source known as protoculture. The series divides itself into three acts or generations. The Macross Saga, the Master Saga, which is also known as the Southern Cross Saga, and the new generation. Robotech was a bit different from the animated shows for its time, the mid-80s. It dealt with a lot of things that for US animated television made it groundbreaking. It wasn't your normal Saturday morning cartoon. There was the evolution of its characters throughout the episodes and their personal struggles as they dealt with triumph, loss, love, war, and especially death, and on a grand scale. People are literally killed off and in mass quantities at time. And this came from the Japanese animation whose style was always willing to push the envelope visually and from a storytelling standpoint. And of course, what made Robotech famous was the mecha. Transformable and non-transformable giant robots were the bread and butter of the series. From 50-foot ostrich-looking giant machines, planes that had not one, not two, but three different configurations to a transformable motorcycle that was the dream Christmas gift of this particular Robotech fan. It was a unique combination of action, emotion, and storytelling, one that made Robotech very successful in its television run. To this day, fans all over the world still watch the series, whether it's through YouTube or different media that the series has come out on over the years. As of right now, when it comes to YouTube, there is a transfer of license distribution as of right now, July 29th. Uh, so it's not on YouTube right now, but it's been said that it will be back on soon. I will link the episodes on my website, www.robotechnovels.com, once that's completed. And if you want to watch the series again, or if you want to watch the series for the very first time, you can. Now, through the years, the Robotech saga has seen its universe expanded through comic books, graphic novels, role-playing games, and even most recently, a tabletop role-playing game that's going to be coming out at the end of the year. And, of course, the Jack McKinney novels. First published in 1987, the novels chronicled the story told in the 85 episodes of the Robotech series. Now, as with other novelizations of science fiction shows and sci-fi movies, Brian Daly and Jim Lucino, aka Jack McKinney, took the story beyond what you saw on television and went deeper into character development, setting descriptions, and of course, the emotional moments from the series. The novels do divert themselves in many, many ways and add things that you never saw in the series, but these diversions did have the full blessing of Carl Masick. One of the biggest additions to the plot was the subject of protoculture, which is a central theme in Robotech. 
Not only was it an energy source in the series, but in the Jack McKinney novels, it became an all-guiding force of predestination for the events that take place in the Robotech story. There's also modifications to the technologies involved with the mecha, and a pretty neat part is characters that were minor in the, um, in the series itself had their role significantly expanded in the novels. And of course, my favorite part, the epigraphs. In the writing styles of the novels for the sci-fi franchise of Dune, each chapter of the novels of, in Robotech began with an epigraph from sources that only existed in the Robotech novels universe, such as history books, biography books, uh, encyclopedias, and even quotes from the characters themselves. In talking to Jim Lucino, it came to about almost 80 different fictional sources that these epigraphs originate from. But where Robotech the series ended at 85 episodes, the Robotech novels were just getting started. And to be fair, the 85th episode of the animated series did end ambiguously, but more on that in a little bit. In 1987, Carl Masick did attempt to continue the series from an animation standpoint with Robotech 2, The Sentinels. The story was to take place parallel to the set two second acts of Robotech, the uh, the Master Saga and the New Generation, and it had the return of some of the characters from the Macross Saga, but with the intent to make a whole new story and introduce characters never seen before. Only three episodes were produced though. Due to merchandising and financial issues, the series was ultimately scrapped. However, Jack McKinney had other intentions. Including some of the plots from the episodes already made and Carl Masick's notes, Brian and Jim wrote a five-novel series that gave Robotech 2 The Sentinels new life. The result was a story of the further adventures of Admiral Rick Hunter and company. Some of the events that take place in The Sentinels set up future heroes, future villains, and also gives more background to a mystery that is never solved in the, in the original series one, right. But what also made the Sentinels unique is the whole new cast of aliens. From spacefaring bears to warrior Amazons, the saga now had a story that went beyond the confines of Earth and made Robotech a deeper tale along the lines of a Greek tragedy, kind of like opening a Pandora's box and all hell breaking loose. And just like Robotech's 85th episode, even the Sentinels novels leave some unanswered questions of its own. But Brian and Jim weren't done yet. As mentioned before, Robotech the Animated Series did end on an ambiguous note, and you can't leave a story, especially in Robotech, without an ending. So enter the end of the circle, the conclusion of the Robotech story from a novel's point of view. The best way to describe this novel, even after 20 years and reading it multiple times, I think it's best and just simple to say that this novel is where all things resolve themselves in Robotech, in a sort of way. And even after all this time, when I go back and read it, I still go, hmm, interesting. But that's the mystique of Jack McKinney. And ironically, the end of the circle does leave a door open for more adventures. And with the end of the circle, you'd figure that would be the end of the Robotech novels and that all was told. Well, not yet. Another three novels were published that take place in time between the three main acts and they are dubbed as the Lost Generation novels. 
They give us the story behind how things came to be in the Master Saga and the New Generation, respectively by character and political setting. Jim wrote these three last alone due to Brian's illness. The purpose of these was to do the final link to the whole Robotech saga, including the events leading up to the Sentinel story. So there you have 21 novels of an entire Robotech universe. Now, some of you may be asking yourselves, where can I get these novels that you're talking about? That's going to be a bit of a stretch. The novels are no longer in print. Uh, there are novels available that cover the original show, the three acts, Macross, Masters, and New Generation in ebook format, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to make any public endorsement of them. If you want to learn more, go to www.robotechnovels.com. On the right-hand side, there is a link for frequently asked questions if you want to know more about that, and that's all I got to say. Now, when it comes to the original print of the series adaptation novels, the Sentinels, End of the Circle, and the Lost Generation novels, your best bet is eBay, and that's where I've gotten the bulk of my collection. There are people that collect trading cards. There are people that collect cars. I collect Robotech novels, and at some point, I'll take a picture of my bookcase and post it up on the Facebook page or the website. Hey, that's my thing. But getting back to what I was talking about, eBay is going to be your best bet. Check pricing because sometimes they'll sell a whole set for a pretty decent price. Also, in a retail sense, if you are in a market where there is a store called Half Priced Books, check it out because I have several in the Chicagoland area where I live and I found quite a few Robotech novels and Robotech books to be specific, uh, but uh, novels included and they've become part of my collection. So uh, other than that, when it comes to obtaining the novels, I follow the old saying, seek and you shall find. But you do have Robotech the McKinney Project podcast. That's me. So what to expect from JT and this podcast? Well, as we said at the beginning, this podcast is a celebration of the Robotech story told through the novels. And that's what we're going to do. Through a combination of dramatic readings and summaries, we're going to go through every chapter of every novel. Getting to know, and for many of you, getting to know again all the classic characters and living all the classic moments uh, from the series and also getting to know characters and living moments that you never did see on television. And before I continue, quite a few people have asked me, this is not an, a full audiobook presentation. I am not going to read every chapter word for word. It's going to be a mix. I'll take a chapter, pick out a couple of excerpts to read, and then we'll summarize. I don't want to do an entire uh, an audiobook presentation. That's for me, that just would come out as incredibly boring. And there's so much to talk about within the novels besides reading the words from it. And another question that came up, yes, we will be reading every epigraph in the novels. Every chapter begins with an epigraph. We will read every one of those. So, you know, the people that were concerned about that, yes, we will do that. Now, when it comes to the dramatic readings, here is where you, 
That's right. You listening to me right now can be the star of the show. As we establish a rhythm of episodes, I'm going to have an open casting call for listeners to submit dramatic readings of their own based on wherever we're at in terms of the Rebotech story, whatever novel we are at at the time. Now, if you have the novels, you can choose and submit it. And if you don't, I can always supply you with an excerpt or two that you can go to town on. Now, I'm not going to do this right now. Uh, that'll come as probably probably by the fourth or fifth episode. That's where I'll do the casting call. And the reason I want to do that is I want you guys and girls to be as much a part of this experience as I am. And besides, it's never fun to party alone. And remember, I will say this one more time. Seek and you shall find. But as the commercial says, wait, there's more. Now, while the telling of the Robotech story through Jack McKinney itself will be the main course... Every good meal has to have its side dishes, and we're going to have a lot of them. We're going to have side segments discussing a range of topics, things like the exclusive concepts used in the novels, things that were not done in the animated series, which even unto this day cause great debate. We'll have character biographies, we'll talk about the technologies involved, we'll talk about stories told in Robotech other than the novels, primarily through the comics universe. Many Robotech stories in the comics expanded universe parallel the novels and in some cases actually inspired some of the novels themselves. Even the Sentinels found a home for a time in the Robotech comics universe that followed for the most part the story told by Brian and Jim. We'll talk about the aliens and the worlds that the Robotech novels present to us. We'll visit each one, especially in the Sentinels. And here's a little teaser. I'll just throw out this teaser for episode number one. The Robotech novels universe begins in an alien setting. And that's all I'm going to say. And basically, whatever else comes to me as we move along with the episodes. I'm being very ambitious here. I found that in my rereading of the novels that a certain excerpt can birth an entire discussion, an entire side segment of its own. And as we progress, hey, maybe we'll create an entire Robotech novels database of sorts. And last but not least we'll talk about Brian and Jim themselves. Their works outside of Robotech. Hey, they're big in Star Wars. They 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 made their mark in the Star Wars franchise and we'll talk about their works there. We'll talk about the travels they shared. When you mix the Paul Sherpas and Star Wars, there's got to be a story. And Jim, I know you're listening to me right now. You've got to fill me in on that. And like I've said, Jim Lucino has got to be a part of this show at this at, at some point, and he knows I'm going to have a lot of questions for him as we move along. This will be a work in progress, and your input is welcome. I claim no expertise. I'm just a guy that loves the Robotech novels, and I look at them in my way. Other fans may look at them, look at them in a different way, and it's always good to hear from the fans because uh, over the years I've had some great discussions over things that happened in the novels of, you know, how did this happen, and for me, I just kind of make it work for me. And here's something that I do want to make clear. While the novels do provide a wealth of information for the Robotech story, they do, however, at times leave some guesswork up to the reader. I will give my hypothesis on how certain things may work, my theories, but please do not take them as gospel. There's a saying in Robotech, 
What's one's drunk is another's protoculture. I am not here at a pulpit to say, this is how you should see Robotech and this is how you must or else you will win the wrath of the Robotech gods. No, that would be that would be stupid. And I'm not here to impose my thoughts, my theories on how certain things work with anyone. Hey, we can always agree to disagree on certain subjects. Jim knows that I'm going to have a ton of questions for him as we go through this, but he's also the type of guy to say, well, what do you think? And there's going to be times where I actually ask you, the listeners, for your theories and thoughts, because as I've read, reread the novels in preparation for this podcast, there are times where I'm kind of stuck myself and I'll definitely uh, at some point reach out to you in certain parts of the novels where I'll say, hey, what do you think on this? And the reason I'm saying all of this is that as much as I love the novels, I'm a realist. I recognize that there are contradicting moments in the novels where the piece of the puzzle does not exactly fit what you're reading and you're kind of left scratching your head. For me, I take it is just the author's way of making you think, and it actually makes the experience more enjoyable for me. Now, when it comes to the podcast, Robotech the McKinney Project, our schedule, it's going to be an episode every two weeks, so starting from July 29th, uh, two weeks from there. And it's because my personal schedule is a bit hectic right now with work and other things. And it's also the fact that I'm recording this podcast in English and Spanish. If there's anything that I learned from the Protoculture Times is that Robotech has a very large and a very vocal Latin American fan base. I did do some episodes in Spanish during the Protoculture Times run, but this time around I'm going to do an episode in English and an episode in Spanish. So I'm actually going to be recording an intro episode in Spanish, just basically basically talking about the same thing that I'm talking about here right now, but in Spanish. I'm bilingual. Spanish is my second language, so it should be an interesting ride there, but I want to give equal time to both. I do have a goal of eventually giving you guys and girls a weekly show, but that will come again as we establish a rhythm. The shows themselves are going to last about an hour, tops. Tops an hour. Those of you that know me from the Protoculture Times, please do not expect the two-hour marathons from years past. It's not that I don't love to do it. It can get tiring at times, but we're talking 21 novels here, and so I can allow myself to stretch it out a bit. Uh, the, each novel, it's not gonna, it's not like I'm gonna run through each novel in one episode. That is not gonna happen. Now, where you can find the podcast, obviously www protoculture uh, not protoculturetimes.com which is actually still up but no the official website to this to Robotech the McKinney project is www.robotechnovels.com you can listen to the episodes or download the episodes from there we are also on iTunes so if you go to iTunes and you go to the search box just type in Robotech McKinney M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y to find us. You can subscribe, you can rate, and as I said at the very beginning of the show, uh, for anyone that wants to listen to the classic episodes of the Protoculture Times, they are up there. I say again, it was an incredible journey with ups and downs, and I regret no part of it. That's that's how it goes. Now, uh, I did say we have the Facebook page. Uh, go to the website, and we can. Uh, you can be directed from there. Join up, and I'm going to say it right now. 
I'm going to include stuff on the Facebook page and on the main website that won't be necessarily on the podcast. So I will put exclusives on there. So, you know, kind of an incentive to visit both side, both sites. Now, when it comes to the approach of the novels themselves, in what order are we going to go? Okay, first, let me give you the titles to all the books and in the order that they were published from 1987 to 1996. In the Macross Saga, Genesis, Battle Cry, Homecoming, Battle Hymn, Force of Arms, and Doomsday. In the Master Slash Southern Cross Saga, you have Southern Cross, Metal Fire, and The Final Nightmare. For the new generation, there is Invid Invasion, Metamorphosis, and Symphony of Light. Moving on to the Sentinels, you have The Devil's Hand, Dark Powers, Death Dance, World Killers, and Rubicon. Then is the end of the circle. After that were published the Lost Generation novels, The Zentradi Rebellion, The Master's Gambit, and Before the Invid Storm. Now how we will proceed on Robotech the McKinney Project, there will be one switch. After the Sentinels, we're going to do the Lost Generation novels. Reason one, we can go back to see how the Sentinels got set up from a novel's point of view and also see how things in the Master Saga and New Generation got set up as well. And reason two, how can we not finish up you know, with End of the Circle? Remember, it's where all things resolve themselves in Robotech in a sort of way. So we've got quite a bit coming up on this Robotech journey, and my intention is not to rush through it. Each novel will take us a space of episodes. How many? I don't know. I can't say right now, well, the first novel is going to take us, you know, five episodes. I don't know. I don't want to rush through it. I want to go through every chapter, like I said, through a mix of uh, chapter summary and dramatic readings and really absorb the story and talk about the things that are happening in the story. So uh, I want to make this the ultimate Robotech novels experience. I want to make this the ultimate Jack McKinney experience, and I will. I will. It's a lot to cover, but I'm ready, and it's something that I love to do. So uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely pumped up for it, and definitely looking forward to uh, exploring, re-exploring the Robotech novels universe. Now, there is one more thing that I want to talk about, and I said this at the very beginning of the show. It will be the only time I will talk about it on this podcast. I will not talk about it again on the show. I will not talk about it on the blog. I will not talk about it on Facebook. I will not deal with it ever again after this episode. And if anybody ever asks me about this topic, I will say refer to episode zero. But first, let's take this 30-second break. Welcome back to our final segment of pre-launch details, the introduction episode for Robotech the McKinney Project podcast. Now, before I get into the subject that I want to discuss, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the video trailer for this podcast. 
two and a half months worth of work, two and a half months worth of long nights for four and a half minutes of video. But I am very proud of it. You've probably already seen it. If not, check it out on the website. That's a shameless plug for it. I don't care. But I'm really proud of it. It really hits home to the themes of this podcast, celebrating the novels, celebrating Brian and Jim, and me coming home. As I said at the beginning, home is where the heart is. My heart lies in podcasting. And for me, this is this is truly a homecoming, and it's it's great to be home. It's great to be home. It's an incredible feeling. But the uh, if you haven't checked it out, like I said, please do. It, it, it's it like I said, it turned out it turned out awesome. It's on the website. I've also put the links to YouTube where you can watch it in high definition. And I, I know I'm tooting my own own my own horn here, but toot toot and uh, ever when I think about the video, for me that was like. The defining moment where I said, "Okay, we're really doing this podcast," and uh, I hope you know. I hope the people that have seen it like it, and if you haven't seen it, take a look at it. I'm I'm pretty sure that you'll like it too. So, uh, with that being said, let's get into the topic that I wanted to discuss. And let me tell you, this topic for me is ridiculous. It is a waste of time. Yet. I'm giving it time here on this podcast only for the simple reason is that if it comes up in the future, I will not discuss it on another episode. I will not discuss it on the website. I will not discuss it on the Facebook page or wherever else this podcast is promoted. The only thing I'm going to say if the topic comes up, check out the last segment in episode zero because... I'm being generous for talking about it here. And the subject is canon and continuity when regards to the Robotech novels. Now, let me start by saying the Robotech novels are canon for me. Let me repeat that. The Robotech novels are canon for me. Notice how I'm saying for me. I'm not saying for you. I'm not saying for other fans. I'm not saying of the entire Robotech fandom. This podcast has no intention of making any declaration that the Robotech novels are universal canon in the Robotech franchise or fandom. That would be that would be in, incredible gall of me. That would be an insult to the Robotech fans and more importantly an insult to the work Brian and Jim did because I don't even think that they would ever say, well, this is canon for Robotech. Absolutely not. I've talked to Jim Lucino, and that issue has never been a problem. You know, people will accept them or people won't. People will like the novels or they won't. And I've run into both. I've run into people that absolutely love the novels like I do. I've run into people that absolutely hate the novels. In fact, Jim Lucino from time to time over the years has received in the mail copies of the novels cut up into little pieces because that particular fan hated them. And that's okay. That's okay. And when it comes to me, I look at the Robotech novels as my canon. In fact, I take the novels, the series, some of the RPGs, some of the comics, even a fan fiction or two as my own personal canon. And that's just the way it goes. And I said this back on my first podcast, The Protoculture Times. I said, the true Robotech story, the true 
Robotech story lies within each and every one of its fans. Whether that be fans that accept only the series, whether that be fans like me that accept a little bit of everything, whether there are fans that accept the novels as their only canon, hey, that's great. However you want to look at Robotech, I don't begrudge you for it. And I think I'm fair in asking, don't begrudge me for it. If you absolutely hate the novels and you want to get into a discussion about them not being officially canon or that the continuity is wrong and, you know, well, it doesn't, you know, the technologies don't work in real life. Well, Jack McKinney deviated from here. Well, Jack McKinney diminished the value of this here. My answer to all of that is, well, I don't care. It's science fiction. It's entertainment. It's not meant to be brought into real life. And for me, it is a waste of my time to discuss canon and continuity, and I will not do it on this podcast. This is the one and only time where I will say, you know what? I don't care about canon and continuity. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to tell me how to look at Robotech and what to accept as canon. Not another fan, not another fan group, not another podcast, and sure as hell, not anybody in an office in Los Angeles, California. And that's just the way it goes, because... You know, for me, the Robotech story is comprised of so many things, so many wondrous things, and I have enjoyed it for the last 25 years, more than 25 years, and you're only as young as you live, JT, remember? <laughs> Just, I said that and I had to think to myself, man, more than 25 years I've been following Robotech, but, you know, I decide... What is Robotech for me? And I encourage every listener out there to decide what is the Robotech story for them. Uh, and this is, like I said, I have no intention of declaring or discussing anything of canon or continuity here on this podcast. This will be the one and only time, and I'm not, I'm not going to discuss it. It's for me, it's a ridiculous subject. It's a waste of time. Haters are going to hate. I've caught flack over the years for my love of the novels. And, you know, something, it is what it is. It is what it is. And for me, the whole point of this podcast is to celebrate the novels, celebrate Brian and Jim and the legacy that they left in Robotech's history, and to have fun. To have fun. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And let me just be even more blunt since I'm on a roll here. Robotech is not an original story. It comes from three separate, and on top of that, unrelated Japanese animated series. Carl put them, Carl Masick put them together, and somehow it worked, and I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it since 1985, and that's okay. It doesn't take away from the experience knowing the truth that, you know, well, all these shows were different and put together. It's okay. It worked for me, and it's worked for me since for more than 25 years. You know, even the name of Robotech is borrowed. The, the, the series did not create the name Robotech. It was from a model company named Reval. And for me, because Robotech is an adaptation, and the Robotech novels are an adaptation of an, the adaptation I really don't feel that the rules of canon and continuity apply here, so that kind of opens the door for me to look at Robotech however I want to. If this were a discussion about other franchises such as Star Wars or Star Trek, 
maybe I'd be having that discussion, but with RoboTac, no. It it's a waste of it's a waste of time and like I said, I I'm being generous by giving it time on this episode, but I just want to clear the air there in case anybody you know, wants to discuss that, I'll be like, no, you go to episode zero and you can listen to my thoughts on it because we can discuss the concepts in the novels. Hey, I'm not a technical guy. I, you know, how some of those, how the Mecca configurates, you know, I'll need help on that. Uh, when it comes to what conclusions to come in certain areas of the novels where it's not clear, you know, I'll reach out, I'll have discussions, I'll agree, I'll agree to disagree. But when it comes to what is canon, what is the real Robotech, no way, absolutely not. And that's all I got to say about it. You guys probably noticed the frustration in my voice. Well, it comes from years and years of, you know, just, uh, you know, just catching flack from people that, uh, that, oh, why do you love the novels? My answer after 20-something years is because I do. And I think that's enough answer. I don't feel the need to have to defend anything of my love for the novels on this show because it would take away from the point of it. And I don't think that Brian or Jim would would feel, how would you put it, would feel that uh, any type of discussion like that would be necessary. So uh, I'm not going to do it. And like I said, the one and only time that I discuss it is right here and right now. And that is it. One more thing, and this one will definitely catch me flack, but I really don't care. No matter what happens to the Robotech franchise, one thing is certain. The Jack McKinney legacy was, is, and always, always will be Robotech's legacy. That simple, simple as that. And I'm done. Wow. I'm glad to get that out. I feel like a weight has come off my shoulders. I can stretch now and just now I can look forward to beginning the journey. This is the pre-launch details and in two weeks on August 12th will be the journey to Genesis where we begin our Robotech novels journey and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm in my seat dancing right now because ever since March of this year, I had a vision. The vision turned into a dream. The dream turned into a plan. The plan turned into work and the work has turned into this result, which is this podcast. And I am super excited. I am stoked for what is to come because I've been rereading the novels, and like I said, I've been picking up new things here and there, and it's just going to be an incredible experience, especially I get to show my dramatic side, my thespian side in reading some of the excerpts. And like I said, as we establish a rhythm of episodes, I want you to be uh, as much a part of the experience as I am, because a party should be within a group of people, not just one guy doing it by himself. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can belt out some real good dramatic readings. And you know, when we get to that point, when I do the open casting call, 
I cannot wait because it's going to be great to hear from so many fans. I've, I know of a lot of fans that want to participate. I even know of one fan that's already done it. And I'm going to be, I'm looking forward to their participation on this podcast. Guys and girls, once again, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. I call it one fan's journey, one fan's way of saying thank you, but I know that I'm not alone. I know that I'm going to have I'm going to have my listeners with me, uh accompanying me on every step and it'll be a work in progress. We'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. We may need to tweak it at times and you know, hopefully my ultimate goal is to give you a weekly show, but you know, that'll come along with you know when I can work it out with my schedule and everything, but then I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I, I was excited at the beginning of the episode. Now I'm excited at the end of the episode for what is to come. So, on August 12th, we begin our journey through the Robotech novels and the title of the episode is Journey to Genesis. That is going to do it for us on this episode. Thank you so much. Once again, thank you. I am humbled so much that you guys took all this time to listen to this kid, this crazy kid from Chicago, talk about Robotech. And in two weeks, we begin the journey and it's Robotech Novels time, baby! For McJay, our executive producer, this is JT saying see you in two weeks. Bye, guys and girls. Thank you for listening to Robotech The McKinney Project. Robotech The McKinney Project is produced by McJay, hosted by JT. Robotech is a trademark of Harmony Gold USA. Sorry, can't do nothing about that, guys and girls. See you next show. Bye-bye!